Welcome back, students and Duck fans. I'm your host, Samantha Berman, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Today, we have a really fun guest joining us, women's assistant volleyball coach, Erica Dillard. In this episode, we're going to talk to Coach Dillard about COVID and the role it's played on her job, how she's kept positive through such uncertain times while also leading a team, and much, much more. Now joining us is Coach Dillard. Welcome, Coach. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Really good. Awesome. Now, Excellent. before we dive right in, can you introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Erica Dillard. I'm the assistant volleyball coach at the University of Oregon. Uh, this is my 14th year coaching college, my third year at the university. I graduated from Long Beach State in California, which is where I grew up as a kid. And I'm loving being in Oregon. I'm loving being a duck. The volleyball team is incredible. And I'm happy to be here with you guys today. Awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you on. Thank you. So my first question for you is when COVID first started, how did you stay positive while not being able to do what you love, which is coaching? Yeah, um, especially in the beginning in March when everything went kind of crazy in the world, it was not incredibly hard to not stay in a positive mindset because we just really didn't know how intense this was going to be and how long this was actually going to be drawn out. So talking to the team, you're just being positive because you're hoping that this was just going to be a few months and we're going to get through this pandemic and we didn't really know what to expect. And everything is so fluid and changing weekly when we're having our athletic department meetings with our bosses. And so, you know, we, at that point, why would you waste your energy on being negative? We just tried to remain in a positive mindset for our athletes. For sure. Okay. So obviously it's kind of hard to build player relationships when you're over zoom all the time. So how were you able to keep those player coach relationships going and kind of building as the season goes on when a big chunk of up until now, I know you guys just played yesterday or Friday when this is being recorded. So how did you keep those player coach relationships going when you're just doing only zoom meetings essentially? Yeah. Well, initially we were in winter term. We'd been training our athletes went home for spring break and then they never came back. And so nobody really anticipated what this was going to look like. So you end up having everybody at home. Um, our staff came up with a plan of how we were going to kind of tackle not having the athletes on campus anymore and everything only being virtual. So I would say the first thing we did just in terms of like relating to our athletes is we took the roster and we divided it up amongst the three staff members and we would do weekly FaceTime calls. And so I would have my handful of athletes between four and five. And every week we would call and just see each other and talk. And it wasn't really volleyball related. You know, it was talking about life and checking in on them and what creative ways that they were working out or how their family's doing. And I can't tell you how many times we had FaceTimes with the athletes and, you know, all of a sudden mom and dad are on as well and siblings. And so it was just really personal for us to just make sure that our athletes knew that we just cared about them and we were sympathetic to the situation. And I can't imagine what it would be like as a college athlete to have my college taken away from me and my sport taken away from me. And so we just really wanted to connect with them on a personal level and let them know that we cared about them. That's awesome. awesome. So how did you keep your players motivated and confident when the unknown was so unknown? Yeah. So the first thing that we did was um, Dave and Matt and I, uh, we put together volleyball videos. So we set up uh, our iPhones on a tripod. We got outside and we basically made videos for our team to show them how they could be at home with maybe one volleyball 
no net, no gym to work out in and how they can still just work on skill work. So for example, like how you could stand at the net, which was your garage door and you could work on your blocking footwork and jump and block, you know, and then we had how you could throw a volleyball to yourself and attack it and attack it to a sibling that's catching the ball. Or maybe you'd put a trash can in the yard and you'd try to hit that ball and you'd work on your swing and your cross body and just different skills in volleyball. We had uh, we sent the, them care packages. So jump ropes and balloons, you know, believe it or not, blow up a balloon and have your sibling or your parent hold a couch cushion and how you can work on hitting the balloon off the block, which is your pillow, you know? So we made these for the team just to try to get them to understand that we know that they could be in a situation where they have um, no resources, but this is how you can still play volleyball. And it was really important because those also went out, they went viral and they went into the volleyball community. And I think it was really important for not just our athletes, but these poor high school kids and club volleyball players, and they all got the same thing taken away from them. So just giving them a little bit of, this is what you can do at home. Um, another thing we did was every Friday, we did a zoom as a team and we did a fun activity. So we did drawing lessons. We did cooking classes. We did, um, we did position training as well. So every week, instead of it just being a check-in with the athletes for personal stuff, we do uh, Zoom training per position. And the staff would come up of an idea of like the things that we were going to tackle that week. And we'd send the athletes questions ahead of time. So you could have some really good engaging sessions. There were about 90 minutes a week. Um, we also had guest appearances from past Olympians that our staff knew from just the volleyball world. And so it was really important for them to talk to some of the greatest volleyball players we have in this sport. So we just really tried to be proactive with the athletes and give them things to work on during the time that we were away. And I know that that was a lot different than a lot of other programs. You know, some programs when they were done, just checked out and said, you know, we'll see when we can get back together again. But we just wanted to really be in touch with our athletes every week. Yeah. Wow. Those are really creative ways to kind of keep the, the juice going and yeah. keep your players somewhat ready. So uh, obviously you guys are playing winter, which is not normal. Uh, and it also wasn't, didn't seem to, didn't seem to be really guaranteed. Um, right. So how do you keep your players ready when a, they're not even playing in the season they're used to and B they don't even know if they're for sure going to play until I don't know. When did you guys find out that you were going to play as well? Well, honestly, we came back to campus in August because we thought that there was a glimmer of hope that we would still have a fall season. So all of our athletes came back. Um, we went through like our normal report day, except for, you know, taking photos. Uh, but we did all the compliance meetings. We checked in, they got gear. Um, and then shortly after that, within the first week, we were told that our season was going to be pushed to the spring, hypothetically speaking, you know, so at that point, everybody was already back on campus. We'd been away. It'd been almost, it'd been about five months that we had seen our athletes that they had been back. Um, so really in that, it's like they were already here and we were just even in like a small capacity where we were training in small groups and we were wearing masks. We weren't playing any six on six volleyball. It, it was basically like skill position training pretty much. Um, so we just kept them engaged by saying like, Hey, like we have been off for so long that now we get this opportunity to be together, actually see each other, talk to one another. Um, we're having to be so socially responsible outside of the gym, which I just have to continue to say, like our athletes did an incredible job of being really, really great about being appreciative that we've been given this opportunity to play sports when, I mean, there was schools all over the country that was just saying like, sorry, go back home. You know? So the fact that Oregon was allowing us to still practice in small groups. It was like, 
let's control what we can control. Let's stay the course and let's be appreciative that we all get to be together and touch a volleyball. Yeah, that's awesome. So now that your season is a full go, what does the everyday look like and what has changed compared to prior seasons? Yeah, well, I would say the biggest thing with just COVID is the protocol in general, you know, I mean, we're, you're getting tested, you're wearing masks at practice. Um, nobody's a stranger to a Lysol wipe. I mean, it is just the <laughs> amount of sanitation that's going on is just normal now. I mean, nobody thinks twice about cleaning balls and wiping down equipment and um, entering one way and exiting another and not being close contacts of people. And we stand in huddles and it's one big huddle that takes up the whole volleyball court instead of just these small groups we used to stand in. You know, we've modified the like elbow bump. I mean, nobody even high fives anymore. And so it's just, it's a different world that we're trying to adapt to. Um, you know, what's different is that we're playing conference now and we didn't have a preseason, for example. Um, and that's very different for volleyball because you normally have four weekends where you get to go play in tournaments all over the country and, you know, practice your lineups. And we, we usually have the toughest preseason. So you're playing against the best top 10 teams in the nation. And so without having that and starting conference only, another adjustment is that instead of, for example, this weekend we're at Washington State. So normally we would travel to Washington State and then we would travel to UW and we would play the two Washington schools. So instead what they decided this year was we're at Washington State and we're just playing them twice. So we will come to WSU, we'll play them twice. UW will come to us and play us twice in the same weekend. And that's, so you're not playing a home and away against competitors, but it's allowing us to take less flights. We're able to stay in the same hotel. Um, it's just trying to minimize the amount of travel so we can try to keep our athletes and staff as safe as possible. So it's, it's the same game. It's just looked at in a different way. We don't switch sides. You know, you're not ever going up and talking to the other team. So it's just a weird world, but we just have to feel so lucky that we're able to play and that our school works so hard to get um, the PAC 12 to be able to compete against one another. I was just about to say, it sounds like a lot of adaptability. You have to be very adaptable to the different changes and yeah. every day is different. We keep telling our athletes, like, since this has been started in March, you know, we just say like, thank you for being so patient with us because you can sit here and plan and you can think you have a plan for a month out and then something changes this week. And so we just say like, keep being patient and you have to be fluid and we have to be able to adapt and I think our players and our staff and our administration has just been great about it. And because of that, like, this is why we're here playing volleyball. Now, yeah. It's really cool to hear that everybody on the team is really appreciative of like getting able to play in general. I mean, obviously non-conference is super fun and it's a nice way to get out in different places and stuff, but it's, it's cool to hear that you guys are really just enjoying any type of playing at all. Well, yeah, so our conference is so good, you know, so every, every match that we are going to play in is, potentially against a tournament type team, you know? And so that's the other part that makes it easy to say, Hey, we're playing in 22 matches against the other 11 schools, but every match that we play is going to be really, really competitive. No. Yeah. The competition is obviously great in the pac 12. Um, so you post on social media, actually, that you have not coached a volleyball game in over a year, which is just <laughs> wild. Um, yeah. So obviously on Friday night, you got to do your first one in over a year as a coach. What were your emotions like going through that again? Yeah, it was crazy. I was in my office earlier this week and I was looking up our old charts from the last time that we played Washington State. And it was really bizarre to look at the date on it and have it be in the year of 19. You know, so not only did our last match be in 2019, like we missed all of 2020, now we're in 21. And 
uh, I don't know. I just would say that for me, as much as like selfishly, I say like for me coaching, but I feel like my job as a coach is it's never about me. Like the reason why I do what I do is because of the athletes and these kids are why my heart beats and why I have been doing this for a really long time. So just to see the joy in their faces, to see my athletes in their uniforms and to go through the warm up and be excited and then have those nerves. It was just so cool to watch them really light up and get to compete against the other people. That's just, it was the best feeling to watch them be excited. It was interesting. I was, as a student manager, I was sitting there on the bench behind head coach Matt Ulmer, and I was just looking around at all the players and coach Dillard and coach Butler. And it was just awesome to see them in their, in their element and their habitat, you know, on the floor coaching and seeing all the girls, you know, in that pregame huddle, it was a very, such a cool sight. And I felt so honored and lucky to be there. Yeah. Especially another, as a sports enthusiast. Yeah. The other thing I think is really cool is that, you know, we're on television, right? So all these young women that look up to these athletes that like, you know, I want to be like Carson Bacon, right? If I'm a middle blocker and I get to finally watch her on TV. I mean, it is so important for these young girls in our sport that have these college athletes that are incredible human beings that we know very personally, and they just only know them through social media. It's very cool to get to the, watch them on TV. So I'm just happy that volleyball is live again. And that it's not just some part of the country that was playing it in the fall. Now it's like, everybody's getting back together. And I was just going to say, too, just seeing women on TV, women athletes on TV. You know, we've seen the NBA, NFL, college basketball. And now we're seeing women's basketball coming back in. But to see women's volleyball on the Pac-12 network being played, I just think is another super cool site and great for the sport. Yeah. And yeah, so lastly, Coach Diller, do you have any messages for Duck fans this season or Duck fans in general? Yeah, I just think that um... – we're just excited to play. I know you guys are excited to watch us. I think that we have a, we had a very young team last year. Everybody is back. We have a few new faces. That's important for you guys to see these new players and they're exciting to watch. Um, Taylor Borup who redshirted last year because of her ankle is coming back stronger than ever. Uh, Tebow was a starter on our team in 2018 that went to the elite eight. So it's nice to see her playing again after coming back from just a really bad ankle. Uh, we have a transfer in Gloria, who's one of our opposites right now. She's really, really fun to watch. Um, we have another freshman that's getting some time in the lineup that's a server and plays defense for us, Becca, who's from Arizona. So new faces to see. All the returners are back. They're a whole year older. I think that they handled COVID as best as they could. They've matured a lot um, mentally, physically, these kids are ready to play volleyball and I'm just looking forward to you guys getting to watch these kids compete because they've worked their butt off and they deserve it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I actually had one last question. I know we didn't write it down, but um, okay. so obviously there are no fans in the stadium. That's gotta be weird, right? There's I mean, that's fans everywhere. Come There's on. fake people in all the gyms. <laughs> yeah. Actually, sorry. Sorry. No, it's um, the, I would say that the most bizarre part for me as a coach um is that normally in a match, you have a lot of engagement with your athletes. And so like, let's say they're at the net and we're serving, you know, you would talk to them about what the other team is running and you could get them to like cheat different directions and kind of set your defense up. But it's so quiet in the gym that you can't just say like, Hey, release to the outside hitter, because then the coach literally that's, you know, 30 feet away from you is going to be like, Oh, they're released blocking to our outside, set the ball the other direction, you know? So it's, 
you're coming up with just different ways of how you can communicate to your athletes because it is, it's dead silent in the gym. And, and, you know, there are certain places that will play music in between sets, but it is a very different vibe. Um, I think for some of the athletes, you miss the part of like, I mean, when I was in school, I loved a good student section. I loved people talking to me and telling me that I was horrible. You know, that's the best part. You get fired up, you're, you're competing against the other team, but you're also showing all those students that are talking a bunch of crap to you that like, you're going to prove them wrong, you know? And so there's that dynamic of the crowd and that, that, you know, it's, it's just a bummer. And I'm also sad for people because I know they need sports. They want to be in the gym. They want to watch like People love to watch other people compete. So I'm just hoping that this is just this year. And in the fall, again, we can get people back in the stands. Cause I know how loyal our duck fans are and they miss volleyball. Yeah. Duck fans at especially Matthew Knight arena. I know I can say is unlike anything else, the energy, the emotion, just the whole game day atmosphere is, is truly amazing and such a fun thing to be a part of. So with that, thank you so much, Coach Dillard, for joining us. This was, I had so much fun doing this episode and talking to you and hearing what you had to say. And thank you, Patrick, for uh, joining in. Um, I really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thank you guys. Yeah, so make sure you follow our social media to stay up to date on all things Duck Sports. And with that, I'm Samantha Berman, joined by Patrick and Coach Dillard. And we're signing off. Later. Bye. Uh-